Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Neil Thacker. Now, I met you at George Bryant's event back in Montana, uh, October of last year, and we kind of just connected and all. And But for people that don't know you or maybe haven't heard about what you do and all the crazy cool stuff, because like I'm actually a customer of Neil's as well with his uh, ultimate goal, which I think is amazing. Tell people a little bit about what you do and how you even got into this whole What's it called? Quantum mind zone, as I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good zone to be in for sure. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me on the uh, show. Um, as far as my story, you know, um, uh, I, I've told the story many times and, and uh, I quite frankly, love telling it. Um, you know, I was always would say successful or, or somewhat successful at what I tried to do as a soccer player, played at the college level, um, you know, uh, pretty good childhood, you know, no, nothing, nothing too troubling, but um, ended up getting cut for my soccer team. And that was my first kind of uh, instance with an ego death. Cause I, I thought I was going to go pro. I thought, you know, so uh, here I was college kid on a college campus was lost and uh, was using homework as the excuse. And so I started to take Adderall to do my, my schoolwork, but what, en- what ended up uh, seeming as innocent intentions turned into uh, a vicious addiction. Um, got addicted to Adderall, other prescription pills, then moved on to harder drugs, uh, had an overdose, uh, had a seizure actually, um, oh, wow. went to rehab. Yeah. Um, and when I, uh, when I went to the hospital and then rehab, I had made the decision that I wanted to transform my life. Um, and so that's what I did. Personal trainer, um, saw other people transform, saw myself transform. And uh, I got obsessed with this idea of transformation and I was at a point where I'm like, okay, I love helping people transform and I hate addiction and I love the study of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up wanting to make a transformation company um, that uses consumer product goods as the catalyst for for transformation. Uh, And my first product was, of course, uh, a replacement for Adderall. Uh, It's known as Quantum Mind, as you said. And uh, yeah, I I market it as a safe and healthy alternative to, you know, unhealthy alternatives, prescription medications being one of them. Yeah, no, I got you. And and it's funny because like I do have ADHD and I have that super hyper focus and sometimes I'm not focused and I'm jumping around. But when I started taking your stuff, it's like I feel a lot more clear than I had before. Like in full disclosure, I'm not a sponsor. I just like a shit. That's why I'm telling you about it because it works for me. But it's just it's it's interesting because like I went and worked out at the gym today at Rockbox. And when I take the quantum mind, I focus more. My punches are more my kicks are better. Like everything's better. What is, what is in it that, or what is it that makes you like focus that much? Cause like I said, it works for me. Right. So um, first of all, I'm glad to hear that it works for you. So as far as like the, the ingredient makeup, so I call it a neuro trifecta. I, uh, I made that up. It's kind of a, a gimmicky sounding, but basically there's three, there's three components uh, that I focus on. One is um, cortisol mitigation, right? So like lowering those stress hormones. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like when we're going to get more energy, but we don't have, when we have lower stress hormones, we're not going to feel as like anxious and jittery. It's going to be more grounded. Right. Then there are actual stimulants in there to help increase like neurotransmitter function, like dopamine, um, serotonin, acetylcholine. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the last function is it helps with metabolism. 
right? And so when your cells are able to make energy more effectively, um, you're going to have more natural clean energy. Uh, And so there's ingredients that help with uh, increasing metabolic function. And so when you have those three things working uh, synergistically, it should be an energized, but grounded, uh, clear focus. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I've done other stuff like, you know, pre-workouts or different things and I get all amped up, but it's not the same. This, it's just like a calm focus. I guess that's the easiest way I can describe it. And if most people that know me, I'm not like a calm guy. I can be calm, but I'm not like (laughs) when I'm going to work out. But so it's it's just a nice focus there. So did you just, because you went through the addiction, you went through the change and all, was it that you threw yourself into getting this thing that would work well for you? Or was it that you're wanting to start a business to begin with? Because you've started a business and have done very great, like super successful with it. Um, but were you even planning on doing that or you were just trying to fix a problem? How did that come about? <laughs> so in, I'm, I'm laughing because the story is funny. So in college, I, I guess, I guess I talked to my friends about one day wanting to be an entrepreneur. Um, but that was not the plan right out of college. I was working at Johnson and Johnson my last six months of college. I got this return offer. My father actually saw I was miserable, said, don't take it. So there I was, you know, personal trainer, kind of wandering around, figuring it out for only about three, four months. And then uh, a good friend of mine said to me, he said, hey, Neil, I work at ADP. And for my year-end bonus, I need to get another LLC on, on uh, the thing. And so I'll pay your LLC fees. Okay. Nice. Then you'll be an entrepreneur and you don't have to pay for it. And I'll get my year-end bonus. So I said, okay, cool. So I said to my girlfriend at the time, honey, we have a business. And from there, <laughs> that's that's how it started. <laughs> that is awesome. That's yep. not your typical story, but I love that because it was just like, well, first, the thing I really liked what you said is that your dad was like, dude, you hate this. Don't do that. That's that's a good father in your life. And I think that's a key thing that a lot of people need. So I want to commend your dad for that because, you know, a lot of parents would be like, no, you need to stay in school. You need to do your degree. He's like, no, go chase your dream. So that's cool. And then secondly, you had a friend that said, hey, I need help here. So I need an LLC. You're going to start your business. It's funny. It's like the universe God was just opening up that path for you to start stepping into it. Now, I'm assuming it hasn't been rainbows and unicorns the whole way through. How long have you been in business now? So Spartan Fitness LLC started on, uh, I remember the day clearly. It was May 16th, 2016. Okay. I also have to fill a lot of forms out for applications. That's really the reason I know it. But uh, so that was 2016. um, And so we started with a supplement store, an online supplement store. Now, there was this company actually known as Amazon. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of it or not. Yep, yep. Right? I, wasn't thinking, <laughs> I wasn't thinking at the time, right? So when I started my online supplement store, I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to get the starting capital that I need to create my own supplement. Right now, I'll just resell others. Um, that didn't work out. So uh, I don't want to call it a failed business, but about a year and a half, two years after trying that, I'm like, fuck it. This is not working. Let me just go take a loan. Uh, so I took a $10,000 loan. And uh, made my first run of Quantum Mind. And here we are. No, that's nice. So so you're trying to do someone else's stuff and it wasn't working. It's what I'm, what I'm hearing you say. And then finally, like, okay, screw it. I'm going to bet on myself. So were you developing Quantum Mind while you were doing the other supplements? Or how did you uh, – you, it didn't just magically appear out of air. So yes. like during that process, were you like in the testing phases for it or – So it was an eight-month – so it was eight months from idea – to, well, no. So, so making my own nootropic was something that had been on my mind since like my early, early twenties. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, even during the, the, the depths of my addiction, like I was still studying, learning about nootropics, um, which was cool. But, um, 
when I decided actively, hey, I want to make this, it took about eight months to, to actually go through the formulation process. Now, the thing is, like, believe it or not, um, the product development process for me is the easiest and the most fun part. Like I could go take a shower right now and in the shower, come up with a product, the whole formulation, the dosages, all of those things. Um, I could do that. So, uh, which might sound crazy to some people, but that that's the fun part. That's the easy part for me. Um, yeah. Well, that's your niche. Like you, you, you love something. It helped you. It was a product that could help other people. So it's something that you're interested in. It makes it a lot easier. Right? Exactly. That makes sense. Like totally makes sense. So with this being like a business in, sales podcast let's talk a little bit more about the business aspect of it because like, like i said your stuff's great and you have some more stuff i think that i've seen coming out which is cool what what were the biggest challenges when you first started out because a lot of my listeners are trying to break that six-figure barrier you know they're trying <clears> to get to the 150k so that they can start building the life that they want whether that's in sales entrepreneurship business however so what was some of those first things you had to deal with absolutely that's a great question and for anybody listening to this podcast i want i want to keep it as simple as possible to go from zero to six figures you need product market fit that's all you need that's really all you need like that's what you need to focus on is product market fit okay so what is a market uh, and actually my, my first coach uh, anthony armini who, who is on the podcast yep, yep. um Yep. He, he actually gave me a pretty cool definition of it and, and I'm going to nuance it, but his definition was um, a group of people that use the same language, right? And this was from a copywriting perspective, right? Um, but ultimately a market is going to be a group of people with the same interests, the same affinity, the same uh, really uh, psychographics in a certain point, right? Um, and when you can identify that group of people that has a pain, that has a problem, and then you can find a, pro a product, insert it in there, and then communicate to them with the exact language that they need to hear so that this solution can solve their problem. That's how you get to your first six figures. I love it. And you just focus on one problem. You don't try and do eight different ones, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause correct. that's something I've seen a lot of people do. Like there'll be a uh, marketing entrepreneur one day, then a sales one, then a supplements one, then a fitness one. And they're not sticking in that niche or finding <clears> that group of people that they can help build and grow. So at, after you got, to market and you, you, you've gotten to the six figures and you're starting to build and, and, and scale. When do you start adding new products in? That's a great question. I can't say that I have that formula completely figured out myself. Um, but let's just say this, that I've sold multi-millions with a single product. Mm -hmm. I've sold multi-millions with a single product, right? And so for me, I think that... Um, I think that a product can go pretty far. What I will say is the compass that I use is if the market and my current customer base is like dying for it, is like mm -hmm. asking for something else, that's one sign. Maybe it might be time. The second sign of when to add a product, I would say is if you have a second distribution channel, that works, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're doing CPG, like in my case, right? Consumer product goods, and you're selling say on, um, uh, on Amazon and you're crushing it on Amazon, Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, let me go try some Facebook ads. Right. And now all of a sudden Facebook ads are working. Right. I think that's a good time where you can potentially add a second uh, product uh, product in as well. Yeah. Just something that still meshes with what you're doing so that you're not like trying to go into a totally different area. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think congruence is always going to be important for, for any long-term brand, you know, 
um, no matter no matter what the time is, right? No matter what product it is, you always want it to be congruent with like with your message and your value proposition, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense because you're building a community, you're building a core of people that believe in what you're doing and the stuff that you're doing. So if you have something here and then you can do something way over here that's not in their wheelhouse, it's like starting over instead of like, you know, doing something here and adding a little bit of something that will enhance what you're doing. So, no, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were a fitness trainer for a while, a personal trainer as well. I'm assuming you're really big on daily habits and routines and stuff like that. What's a typical day in the life of Neil? For sure, man. You know, and, and it's, it's it's a great it's a great intro to that, right? Um, it really depends on the undulations of business that are going to dictate a lot, but it's so important to have constants. It's so important to have constants, right? And so, like for me, you know, uh, I'm not all the way on the Alex Hormozy no morning routine side of things, right? Yeah. Um, but I used to be on the you know a really extensive morning routine. Now it's like really minimal. So mm-hmm. like. One thing that's important is daily meditation for me. Daily meditation is huge. Uh, obviously, uh, for me, training, I need to make sure I get my training in every single day. Um, you know, hydration. Hydration is huge for me, right? Um, so what I would say is, like, for me personally, I just have a few things that I say, no matter what, those things get done, right? And for most people, like, listening to this, like, just pick a few things. Don't overcomplicate it. You don't need to do everything. You don't need to do, like, journaling and, you know, or mm-hmm. or, or, or chanting or after, like, Pick whatever works for you. If those things work, great. But pick whatever works for you and go with it. For me, it's it's meditation, hydration, training. Yeah, no, I love that because I've I've been like you. I've done both. Like where I was just by the seat of my pants doing whatever, where I was <laughs> super regimented. And now it's just like most mornings for me, I get up at 445 because I want to be at the gym at 515. I don't think it's not like I get up and read or do a bunch of stuff. I get up, yeah. I throw my clothes on, I get moving my body, and then I listen to a podcast and I start my day. You know, it's finding what works for you that you can consistently or be consistent at. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you're doing 75 hard, by the way? I am. So I've Let's done it. Go. Here's the thing. I've done it. I've completed it three or two times. I've tried it six times, but the last time I did it was 2021 where I completed it. 2022, I went to start it and that wasn't in the right middle spot. So I didn't. So I started, I'm on day two today of it, but I know what I'm getting into now. So it's one of those, I, I have my stuff in place. I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm going to make myself do it. And I'm actually probably going to do a lot better now because going through it the first time you just survive Going through the second time, I wanted to prove I could do it in the summer here in Texas. And now um, it's spring Texas here. Now I'm going just with the intention because I want to be in shape. Because I think I told you my wife and I are going to go to Hawaii and do a half marathon. Amazing. It's amazing. So. Yep. Yep. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how's, uh, uh, how are you feeling like mentally about it? Like, are you are you excited for it? Are you scared for it? Are you like, where's your mental state in, in regards to right you... now? I'm excited because it's the beginning and I haven't done it in a while. It's just like anything. When you haven't done something in a while, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I know come about day 38 or 47, I'm going to be like, why am I doing this? I don't have to not have to, you know, fight with that mental. Cause it's really a mental challenge. The workouts are just workouts. The reading is just reading, drinking water is drinking water. It's like business. Same thing with you. There's certain things you have to do each and every day to make your business successful. Absolutely. 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 Yep. Yeah. Day 32. Yeah. It's might be a different story, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I think I, I have found, and, and I I'm assuming you're probably this way just from the little bit I know you, if I have a hard challenge, I'll put my all into it. If it's easy, I am not going to waste my time on it. It just doesn't oh. work for me. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the, the, I think that's the, the conniving thing about the easy things too, like the making of the bed, like mm-hmm. that's hard. Cause it's easy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and maybe I just need to change my language around it, but you know, that's, that's the hard stuff, right. Is the little things can, can be the difficult things, but uh 75 hard. Oh, no problem. It hurts. No problem. You know, <laughs> it might be how we're wired though. Entrepreneurs were the ones that go into the future and make something happen and pull it back in like Alex Sharfman says. And a lot of times I think we want to always be the one to go and slay the dragon. And if it's not a dragon and it's just a simple, boring, mundane things, we're not as into it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Fullheartedly agree. That's why we changed the world. That's why we're delusional enough to think we can <laughs> until we actually can, right? Well, we are. That That's the thing that, that I've learned getting into rooms, and I know this is huge for you probably as well. The more I've made connections with what I would call high-end people or entrepreneurs or people that are like, you know, the creators, the more I feel at peace and the more I feel at home. Because before, and and again, if someone wants to work a corporate job, go home and watch football, I did that for 15 years. I loved it. And then I just didn't love it anymore. You know, Mm. finding the right group for me has been huge. How has that affected your business life and everything you're doing? It's the, probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, um, and, and so like, this is what I'll say is outside of business, we're all humans. And there have been so many studies on overall human happiness, right? And it's all about the relationships that you have with other people. So like outside, just outside of business success, right? The people that you have relationships with are going to be one of the most important factors in your overall health and happiness, right? Now you're telling me that that's going to contribute to my business success. Well, hell Yeah. Right. I want to have great relationships. And so it's really important to pick out what those relationships are. Um, And it's also important to be able to know how to cut out people that aren't serving you anymore, but do it in a way that's really gracious. You know, Um, I found that's been a big challenge for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just from everything from mentors to colleagues, to peers, to people that I mentor now. um, It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to have a great support system and, people you look up to and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just, yeah. I I think for me for the longest time, because I was in the sales world and I was always the top dog. It's like, everyone's looking up to me. But now when I get into these rooms where people have built these big things and have done all this stuff, it's like, holy crap, I'm not the top dog anymore. This is great. Now these people are stretching me. And I think you need to have both. You need to have people that you're reaching a hand down to. You need people that, like you said, they're your <laughs> peers with, and then have people that will stretch you and make you grow and become, you know, or see into you things you don't see into yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that that's the one thing I, I, I noticed, right. Is like, you know, for example, like at the, at the George event, like people would talk. And sometimes I think when people maybe are materially not doing as well as you, right. Or, or the perception of that, mm-hmm. they'll start to minimize themselves. And I made, I like made sure to make a conscious choice to be like, nah, no, 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 no. Like, let's not create this mental model. Like you we're all here in the same room. We're all equal for the same reason. Some people are just in a different point of their journey. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I think that's when uh, that's a group of beautiful entrepreneurs. When you can recognize that we're all incredibly capable, we're all capable of getting out of any negative situation we're in. We're all capable of growing our business to wherever we want to grow it to, you know, not to be a motivational preacher here, but. Um, oh, no, no, it's good. It, it makes sense. Cause I've been to the events where it's not that way. I've been to the events where everyone's posing and I did this and I did that. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you go to like, we mentioned George's event and it's just like, you have multimillionaires in there. You have people that are just starting out, but everyone's just trying to help each other out, which is, that's the beauty of that type of event or that type of environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fully agree, man.
Yep. So we're not done, but I always like to put this in the middle. Where can people like find your stuff and find you? Yeah. So Evolver is our company name. Um, www.evolver.co actually just released our sleep aid uh, for pre-sale today. So that's exciting. Nice. Um, yeah. Peach mango is the flavor we chose. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, evolver.co. And then uh, they can find me on Instagram, uh, N-E-A-L dot T-H-A-K-K-A-R. Cool. No, I love it. So I'm going to ask you a fun question. And I like to do this sometimes. We don't do it in every episode, but I, I want to hear your answer. Yeah. You can go back in time as far as you want. You can go mm-hmm. in the future as far as you want. You can talk to one person. You get to be with them for an entire year and bring back that knowledge to today. Where would you go? What would you learn? Who would it be with? Oh, that's a great question. Ha. Huh. I have a few, but let me pick one. Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was debating between him, Michelangelo and Henry Ford. But, nice. Yeah. So why Leonardo? Yeah. Um, because he saw the future. Mm-hmm. He was a visionary. He was like the visionary of visionaries, in my opinion. Um, he had many talents that he had cultivated. Um, he was so talented. He was so intelligent. Uh, and it was uh, intelligence across multiple domains, um, many, many different domains that all work together. And so I would really just want to get his model on thinking. How do you think about thinking, right? <laughs> and how do you connect all of these pieces that you have to then create these things that are like 400 years ahead of your time? Um, because for me, creation is the most important thing, uh, or at least one of them. I'll say creation is one of the most important things. Uh, like, I just like to build shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I happen to have had to learn the business part because I also want to distribute it to the world. But like, if I could just stay in my office and make supplements all day, like I would, you know? Um, and so innovation is is really important to me and it goes beyond supplements. But yeah, that's that's definitely that. I would I would just love to see how how he saw so ahead of his time. I'm just so obsessed with that idea. How did he know? Like the helicopter, for example, he, he like drew that. Yeah. How do you know, you know? So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what it would be. Now that that's definitely cool. No one's ever mentioned him, but like thinking about it, all the different things that he did. And like, I just watched a show on Netflix called Medici. Um, and he was in it, like in just a little oh, part, nice. but yeah. I'm, I'm just into that whole creative yeah, he did a bunch of crazy stuff in a time where it was risking his life. Like on a lot of stuff he said was going against the social norms <laughs> of the day. He was a crazy um, revolutionary and not in like a rise up army type of way, but just like changing thought process and ideas. And yeah, no, I love that a lot. And that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing about it all is like he, he was a rebel. That's why I'm so, so uh, in awe because he was able to concentrate and focus and think for himself. Uh, that's someone who just didn't give a fuck, who listened to his heart, who followed his soul. I'm like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and what you said there is key because I think a lot of times, too many times, entrepreneurs, people in general, we care too much about what everyone else says instead of following our dreams, our passions, what we want to do, who we want to become. Yeah. And I think just giving ourselves space to 
go after it and do it. And even if you fail, who cares? It's your dreams. It's your passions. I think too many times we get caught up in what other people feel we should do instead of, well, this is what we're here to create. Yeah. And and what actually is failure? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like, what even is that? Right. I, I was, I was thinking about that. It's like, who, who defines what that is? Is it like, I, I don't, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Like what, what actually is failure? Um, for me, it's just learning now. Now, when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, this is horrible. I can't believe it. I'm a failure. I can't do this. But now I've just shifted it to either I win or I'm learning. And yeah. like, if you think about little kids, they fall down. If you think about when you first swung a baseball bat, when you first started playing soccer, you were not amazing at it, but you got better and got to a collegiate level because you had a skill and you developed it, but it wasn't there on day one. So why do we beat ourselves up? That's the right. Maybe it's just our parents or maybe the environment we're in, everyone was just so negative and they just didn't have that outlook that it's okay to fail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, that, that's like a, another deep conversation in itself, right, where, where we talk about that. Um, but ultimately, you're, you're spot on. Like, you just keep going. <laughs> you just keep going. It's, the, it's necessary. You know? yeah. What well, in the sales world, I've been in the sales world for, shoot, almost 18 years now. Nice. And in the beginning, I used to hate a no, but now I love a no. Because now I know there's an objection. Now I know there's a problem. Now I can fix it. Because I think sales is problem solving. Just like you like to fix things, that's where my mind goes with like the whole sales stuff. And it took me a long time. Once I got to that, now I hunt no's. Because now if you give me a no, now I know, okay, cool. Now we're really negotiating. Before then, if you're just saying yes, we're not negotiating. You're just saying yes to blow me off. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the, the, I think you, you need to, you need to learn how to love getting punched in the face. And that's actually what martial arts has, has taught me. And I realized that too, like at each level of scale in business, like one thing I, I definitely want to say, uh, it was a rude awakening is I would see people that were doing better than me, right? Where I am now at. And when I say better, I mean, made more progress material. And now I'm at the same place as they were, or even further along in my journey. And when I was looking at them, I thought it was all roses and peachy and it was all great. And they looked so happy. And I'm like, well, shit. No, because at each level of scale, you're going to fail more and more every single day. There's more business activity. There's more employees. There's more products being sold. There's more customers. And there's more opportunities for you to make mistakes. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, took me a long time to discover that too. Yeah. Well, George talks about this and I is it's the biggest self-improvement model you have when you own a business because it's 100% on you. Good, bad, and different is 100% on you. And there's days you want to get up and do it, and you're like, I'm going to conquer the world. And there's days I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't have to do this. I'm just going to go back to bed. And you just have to learn that you chose this life. This is what you want to do. Get up each day and move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. It's uh, That's that's actually – and it's funny you say that. That's probably my reason why I love business – Probably the number one reason why I love business the most is it is a feedback mechanism for how you're doing as a human being, mm-hmm. you know, so beautiful. Well, but then how, here's, here's a good question. Cause you've, you, you've owned a business and all, how do you separate that sometimes? Because I know like we're human, right? So like, if I do a reel or I do a post and I get really good feedback, I'm like, yes. And then I do one and it's bad. I'm like, crap. How do you take the data, use the data because the data is just the data. <laughs> and not take it personally. How how have you worked on that one? Let's take my advice with a grain of salt. Although let's also recognize I've had to work on it. This is somebody who, when they got cut from their soccer team, they took it so personally that they went and became a raging drug addict. So I might, <laughs> so I've definitely figured out the model on how to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
detachment is one of the most important ways to cope with that. Like really separating your self-worth from your business's success or failures. The language you use with yourself is going to be really, really, really important. Um, And then the outlook and perspective you have. And to do that, you need to separate yourself and then look, be like, look, I am not my business. This is just something that I love to do. This is not a reflection of whether how, how much I should love myself or not. And that's like one of like soup, something I'm constantly working on myself is like Mm self-love really trying to love myself no matter what, you know? No, I love that. So what do you have any like tips or tools? Cause I think, especially as a man, cause if you don't see the video yet, he's super physically fit. He's modeled before. He's probably one of the better looking guys I know, but most guys I know also don't really love themselves. I can love my grandma. I can love my sister. I can love my spouse, whatever. How do you, how do you help yourself in that, in that area? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it's, uh, like meditation has been huge for me. Huge. Um, Breathwork has been huge for me, huge. Um, at a certain point, we're all going to have to like face our shit, mm-hmm. right? And meditation and breathwork has been pivotal in that. Um, and through my like meditations and breathwork journeys, I just keep coming to the same conclusion. Like I'm not that bad, but I'm also like not that great in that I have I need to have an ego, Mm-hmm. But rather, I'm just someone who's worthy of all the love. And um, yeah, man, that's 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 it, man. Meditation, breath work. Uh, through that, I'm able to self-audit and, and, and realize like like I'm great as I am, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, I do meditation. I do a little stillness practice where I, mm-hmm. I got it from George, where I go and I just sit in my little pond area and just be. And then yeah. breath work. I love breath work. Like second time I did breath work, like the, I guess it's called the more intense one. I, I'll say the word wrong. So I'm just going to say the intense one we did at the event. That was yeah. the second time I had done that. And that's, that opens some crazy stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. That does. <laughs> that does, man. That's for damn sure. And yeah, I have I have a journey. If you, if you want me, I could send it to you too. It's like an hour and a half long. Or mm-hmm. yeah, about, about that long. Um, I am soon going to be committing to doing it daily uh, for that exact reason. Because I need to have some breakthroughs myself. Um, and you could turn to it because it's all from within. No matter how you feel, no matter what you think, it's all from within. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. What other words of wisdom or anything that we haven't talked about yet before we let our listeners uh, go? It can be on nootropics. It can be on self-love. It can be on whatever you want. For sure, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a business podcast, right? So, um, I, you know, I love I love uh, helping entrepreneurs uh, as many entrepreneurs have helped me. Um, I would say when you have product market fit, you will know. Like that's a huge thing for me. When you have product market fit, you will know. So keep going until you find that. And if you're asking yourself, do I have product market fit? Then you don't have it, right? And the reason I stress this is so important is because it's easy to quit before that point. It's easy to give up before that point. It's easy to get discouraged before that point. I was searching for product market fit for about two and a half years. I didn't market Quantum Mind as an Adderall replacement off the rip. I was said increased mental energy. That didn't work. Increased focus. That didn't work. You know, lower cortisol. That didn't work. Brain aging. That didn't work. Supplement for moms. That didn't work. Supplement for corporate professionals. That didn't work. And then finally, my CMO and I were just like, what's your story? I was like, fuck Mm -hmm. it. And I told it to him, right? So just keep going till you find that product market fit. That's the first thing. Um, Be responsible with your capital. That's the second thing. 
Um, know if you're trying to get into a lifestyle business or a high valuation business. Those are two separate things, right? Um, a high valuation business, you're going top line focus. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a run rate trying to grow that, grow, 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 grow. A lifestyle business, you're going for more profitability, um, you know, uh, whatever that, that may mean. Usually there's nothing in between. I think people try and get to a level where they're highly profitable and have insane revenues, which is possible, but just know, just know, just know what you're, what you're trying to do. That's what I would say. No, I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show, Neil. I appreciate you. And for everyone listening, I'm going to throw it out there again. I use this stuff. Go get it. Try it out. It works great for me. It will work great for you. Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.